Welcome to the Variety Hour on AM 990, where local leaders talk Memphis. Listen to you, move your mind. I bet you come from way down south. Now don't tell me, let me guess. You from the town that I love best. Talk Memphis, I wish you would. Talk Memphis, you sound so good. Talk Memphis, high on the bluff. I swear I can't get enough. Listening to you talk that stuff. Talk Memphis, oh yeah. Talk Memphis. Welcome to Talk Money on AM 990. And now here's your host, Jim Shoemaker. And a wonderful good morning to you. Beautiful morning. Kind of chilly in Memphis, Tennessee, Mac. I mean, you know, it's one of those days where you and I were just talking, preparing for the program, and uh, that it's supposed to be cold this weekend, and the weather's telling us that. Absolutely. Valentine's Day freeze. (laughs) Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. Now, you know, George and I were talking downstairs. George, for everybody who doesn't know, George is the station manager, and we were just bantering back and forth. And, you know, I mentioned, hey, happy Valentine's Day, and immediately... Immediately you could tell, oh, yeah, that's right, you know, I mean, got to do that. I mean, men have a tendency not to get too pumped up about Valentine's Day. What's the problem? Yeah, I would say this is for sure a ladies' day, not a guy's day. Well, now, according to some statistics we've got here today that there's there's some gifts, guys. Here's some things you need to be thinking about. $1.6 billion is spent on candy, Mac. That's a lot of candy. I wonder how much of that is spent on dental appointments afterwards. <laughs> That's a good point. $1.9 million spent on flowers. And then f- here's the biggie, guys. So $4.4 billion, that's B with a billion, is spent on gold, silver, and uh, all those nice, pretty things, diamonds, you know. Now, guys, here's what would just happen to us. Everybody's thinking, hey, I bought a candy box, you know, and now I bought some flowers. And then just realized, uh-oh, she knows I'm supposed to buy gold, silver, and diamonds. We're in trouble. Back to the jewelry store. <laughs> I understand that you've actually already done Valentine's. I have. Being the, uh, being the really good planner that I am, I wanted to uh, beat the Valentine crowd. So we, yeah. uh, we actually went out last night. All right, I got a question for you. Last night you went out to dinner. It was a great dinner. Great dinner. And uh, it would Amy consider um, Valentine's on Thursday, four days before the actual date, or really, the, I guess, four days, three days before. Did she really consider that Valentine's? I mean, uh, absolutely not. <laughs> she said, thank you. Great dinner. Uh, let's do it again Good gesture. Saturday. Good jester, but Saturday's Valentine's yeah, Day. Yeah, I think I went overboard when I tried to combine our wedding anniversary in two more weeks with uh, Valentine's Day. Uh, that's uh, uh, tough. I, I have someone that, uh, you know, you think about what's going on with Valentine's Day, but a lot of people spend a lot of energy and a lot of time planning Valentine's Day. Today's program, we have with us Jamie Fish and Jacob Dotson, and we're going to talk about Really kind of what happens in marriages, pre-counseling, you know, marriage counseling. Jacob's getting married coming up here soon. So we're going to talk a little bit about what money and marriage and all the things happen before you get married. And then Jamie, of course, is the director of biblical counseling for Bellevue Baptist Church. And uh, they see a lot of people, a lot of things going on in marriages, a lot of trials and tribulations and things happening. So I'm looking forward to letting him tell us some of the things that they share with people you know, when they're counseling to avoid problems so that Valentine's Day can be a good day. And by the way, Mac, 
going four days early might not have been a good thing. You know, you may be counseling already. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I may need to talk to Jamie by the time we're done with this. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll definitely get, get you your attention. We're going to take a break in a few seconds, but if you just tuned in, the Mac, and I haven't really introduced, is Mac Jenkins, a uh, partner at Shoemaker Financial. Uh, he's co-hosting today with me, and I'm Jim Shoemaker, and you're listening to Talk Money on KWAM 990. You can like us on Facebook, or you can find us in iTunes. Just search for Shoemaker Financial. If you missed this program, you want to catch it, or any of the other programs that we've done, just go on to iTunes, click on Shoemaker Financial, or type in Shoemaker Financial, and uh, all the programs are there for a podcast, and you can do that. Or, of course, you can listen by just live streaming online at kwam990.com. Click on Watch and Listen Live in the podcast, also at kwam990.com. So, hey, this is Talk Money. We're going to be talking about Valentine's Day, money, and marriage. We'll be right back after this. Have you thought about pursuing a career in financial services but have no experience in the industry and need training? If you are goal-oriented, highly motivated, and enjoy working with people, you have the skill set Shoemaker Financial is looking for. Shoemaker Financial is continuing to grow their team of financial advisors in the Mid-South, and they're ready with the training and tools you need to get started. With over 35 years of providing professional advice, quality products, and excellent service in the Mid-South, you too can now be a part of their growing firm. If you're interested in learning more about this opportunity, contact Contact Haley Kemp at 901-757-5757 or email at hkemp at shoemakerfinancial.com. And welcome back. I'm Jim Shoemaker along with Mac Jenkins. And, of course, if you've been listening to the program for the last several weeks, we have been engaging a couple of students. Now, when I say a couple of students, a lot of students from Germantown High School and from Briarcrest High School, they've been in a competition. This is week three. They complete an investment competition between the two high schools. Each school gets $100,000 of virtual cash, three more weeks to go, and they have been doing a great job. We've been reporting how they're doing. Briar Chris was ahead for a while, and Germantown's ahead. And then today, we're very fortunate to have one of the teachers. In fact, it's, she's the teacher with four classes at Germantown High School, Miss Marie, Mrs. Marie, Carrie, excuse me, Carrie Likely. Miss Carrie Likely. I murdered the name, you know, I'm sitting here looking at it plain as day, and I just destroyed it. Miss Likely, thank you for joining us this morning. Good morning. Well, now, I understand that you've been coaching your students, and uh, I, I hear that they're, they've got this whole strategy going. Tell us a little bit about what ha- what's happening, because right now it's the Germantown fourth period as of yesterday that's ahead. They've got a 3.29% return over the last three weeks. Good job, Miss Likely. Oh, well, thank you. And I have two of the students here with me, Chris Howe, Josh Walker from that class, and also Jalen Thomas from another class that is also competing. So they can also tell you about their strategy. But we want to, first of all, thank you and our principal, Ms. Harmon, for allowing us to participate in this wonderful game. You had different employees come from your office, and they presented to all my classes about the stock market game. And then I prepared them also ahead of time and taught them about buying and selling stocks. They've really enjoyed uh, this competition. It's a hands-on activity. And each day we come together, we look at their stock portfolios. They decide as a class, everybody has one voting right, and we decide as a class whether or not they're going to keep the stock or if they're going to sell the stock. 
And they also every day research different things going on, trends in our economy, trying to decide which companies would be a good company to invest in. So it sounds to me like the strategy is working. I like the Democratic look at it. That's uh, that's kind of an investment committee mentality. Our investment committee does something very similar. We all get together. We vote. We decide to keep or move on and something like that. So ex- excellent. Now, the students, I, I apologize. I didn't hear the names, but would you introduce it? And I'd like to ask one of the students uh, from the fourth period class, the ones that are ahead right now. Okay. This is Josh Blocker and also Chris Haller sitting here with me also. So first, I'll let you speak with Josh. All right, Josh. It's Josh and Chris, I believe. Josh, tell me, uh, what are you learning from this, big guy? What, I mean, how do you feel about the investment world, and are you got any emotions in this so far, or is it just something you're saying, hey, we're just going to logically pick and move on? It's um, It's been a new thing for me, learning different things with it, and I like it. I take it on as a, kind of a new thing, so it'll help me when I get older, you know, with investments and different things I choose to do. Well, that's great. Maybe one of these days I can, you know, I'll be interviewing you for uh, for a position in the office if you uh, this is, becomes a career choice for you. How does your classroom? You feel like that you're in the lead right now. How does that? Uh, how did you guys decide to, you know, pick what you picked? I mean, Miss uh, Likely was telling us you guys vote, but is there anybody trying to persuade with their with their strategy, their thoughts? I mean, there, there's, we all decide as a class, and like everybody throws in their ideas in different stocks, and each each person kind of gives their own sales pitch on why they think we should invest in each stock. And like Miss Likely said, we we uh we research each stock on Yahoo Finance, and we analyze their 52 week range and how their trends are going each month and things like that. And then, like I said, we decide as a class which stocks we want to buy if we think they're going to peak or if they're already at their highest point, so we don't want to invest too much money in them, things like that. Oh, Josh, it sounds to me like you're doing a great job. Let me ask Chris a Chris, quick Chris a quick question, sir. Chris, let me... Okay, ask, go ahead. All right, Chris, let me ask you this. I mean, uh, the class is doing great. This is the Germantown fourth period class. They're leading as of yesterday. They've uh, actually, they were leading for your two weeks in a row, guys. So tell me this. Uh, Chris, how does your classroom look at, you know, continuing this trend? You guys are ahead two weeks in a row. What's your plan? We, our strategy is just to stay consistent on how we decide to buy things. So the consistency, I I, I hear the word consistency. That sounds like something that you guys have, uh, Miss Likely, it looks to me like you kind of drilled in the idea of keeping the emotions out of it, stay very consistent, and it's paying off. Yes, they are staying consistent with their strategies. The whole idea is buy low, sell high. <laughs> and then sometimes when it's at a, a peak, they just have to decide, are we going to sell it or are we going to keep it because we think it will keep going up. Hey, that, that is what we have to do every day. Now, you had one student from another class. Uh, I like that. Yes. What's his name? Jalen Thomas. Jalen? Is Here that right? Jalen? Jalen Thomas. Okay, Jalen, let me ask you. Is that right? Am I saying that right, Jalen Yes, sir. Okay, Jalen, uh, speak up a little bit for me now, guy. You're behind. What class uh, or do you represent? Which group? Um, I actually, I actually represent two periods. I, um, I'm in her first period as well as her sixth period. Um, and first period is actually in third place. Okay, so you're in third place. All right. Now let me ask you this: Are you taking this? Um, is Miss? I just want a real honest opinion. Why are you taking two classes with her? Is she that good? 
Yeah, she's amazing, actually. Um, I actually want to go into a career business, so this is my third time taking her this year. Third time? Oh, wow. man, what a commercial for Miss Likely. That is a great job, guy. Way to go. Hey, I hope it improves your grade point average. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> hey, man, I appreciate you guys. Uh, you you keep that up, man. And we're looking forward to talking to you guys again. Miss Likely, let me ask you this. I appreciate so much you participating and your principal at Germantown High School allowing you guys to do this. We think it's important, and you know there's a prize coming up. And uh, I hear that you guys have been voting about what you might do with the prize money. What are you thinking? Oh, yes, sir. Um, I they have to decide as a class, but we're looking into maybe a nice lunch or uh, maybe they all really want the money so they can go out and buy their own stock is what they really want. <laughs> so I'll have to check with the financial secretary and see if that's really possible. That'll be great. Well, we so much appreciate you guys participating. If you just tuned in, what we're doing is Germantown High School has four periods. Miss Likely is in charge, Carrie Likely. And obviously the students like you, Miss Likely, if they're taking you multiple times. I can't remember any teacher that I had in high school that I wanted to take more than once. No way. No way. So that's <laughs> oh, saying well, something. Thank you so much. That's saying something well, for Miss very- Likely. Go ahead, well, I'm very blessed also to have great kids to teach every day. Oh, that's, that speaks volumes for you and the school. We appreciate so much. Also, we're going to have some, uh, the next time we'll have someone from Briarcrest. They're kind of lagging behind, but, uh, hey, we're not over yet. So, guys, stay tuned. We'll be back as far as more about what we're going to be doing with these people later on in the program. We'll kind of talk a little bit about it. But these guys, again, $100,000 of virtual cash. Each school's investing. you got six weeks. they got six weeks to do it and uh the germantown high school and Briarcrest high school and the fourth period class that's josh and chris's group they're ahead they're up of one hundred and three thousand, about 3.29 percent return thank you miss likely appreciate you being on the program today all right thank you bye-bye bye-bye well mac that's uh you know i i'm excited for the students i'm excited for miss likely i mean it's uh she's doing a great job and uh you know it sounded like they were having a good good time yeah there the definitely some competition in there i liked it we had two classes there uh competing so yeah. that's uh that's always a good thing and you know what i guess is important is what she said that we might go out to lunch or we might you know have these but then they might end up taking the money and buy their own stock that would be good absolutely that would be uh that would be interesting uh is whether the finance person would let them do that. Exactly. That's a good point. Well, if you just tuned in, of course, I'm Jim Shoemaker along with Mac Jenkins today. You're listening to KWAM Talk Money. It's here every Friday. And uh, today we're talking about the idea behind marriage and money. And Jamie Fish, Bellevue Baptist Church, he's the director of biblical counseling. And Jacob Dotson, one of our advisors at Shoemaker Financial, that's got a big, big, big event coming up. And uh, Jacob, why don't you tell us real quick what's going to happen in your life? Tell us what the event is. Well, Jim, we've got a, my fiance Jessica and I, we've got a wedding coming up May 16th of this year. So we're, we're definitely excited about that. Okay, so if we invited everybody over the way, where is the waiting going to be and at what time? And uh, let's make sure that we invite the entire listening audience to your <laughs> Okay, okay. We may have a couple of <laughs> Actually, Jessica's going, whoa, yeah, she, come out. She, she's probably have to uh, order a few more invitations <laughs> yeah. for that. But uh, we're getting married at Hillwood, which is out at uh, Davies Plantation. Right. Um, hopefully, weather permitting, we get to uh, get married in front of the house. Out and there. outside. Outside wedding. That's and wonderful. And the... Uh, that's wonderful. That is so exciting for what you're doing. I appreciate that. And uh, we're going to talk about some things, Mac, about premarital counseling. 
and uh, Jacob's going to help us with that. But first, I really, you know, guys, thank you for being in the program. Jamie, thank you so much for being part of the program today. We want to ask you a question about literally what are some of the things you see as the biggest things you do, biblical counseling at Bellevue? Well, Jim, thank you for having me. And um, as we were talking a little bit earlier, the uh, one of the major things that I'm, I deal with is relationships and marriage and and uh, a lot of people come in and either the primary thing or a secondary thing is uh, difficulties that they have with finances. They've they spent the wad for the next few years, and now they're trying to figure out how to stay afloat. When you talk about staying afloat, I guess here's my thought. I mean, here's the thing. You, you, know, you said that a lot of people, and when we were preparing and thinking about the program, what percentage of those coming in for counseling have financial issues at the core of their issues? Well, Jim, the, there are many people who come in, and that's not what they see as the problem. They have a, a different presenting problem. But I would say above 80% of the people coming in have some kind of financial issue. And a lot of times it's they don't have a plan at all. Uh, they spend it faster than it's coming in. Or they have uh, two separate plans. Or uh, these strategies that they've developed and that they're trying to live by, they're not working for them. You know, you had mentioned to us earlier that uh, a couple that had come in and they'd gotten into, you know, trouble financially. And uh, I used to do a lot of, you know, still do a lot of work in, uh, with Crown Financial and Larry Burkett's ministry. And uh, one of the things that we talked about, Jamie, was the fact that people would come in and the the symptom would be a financial issue. But what you're talking about, a lot of times it's a much deeper issue. Talk a little bit about that. Well, a lot of times young couples will get out in the workforce and they're making more money than they've ever had before. And they're, um, they have things that they see that they want. And there's a lot of, uh, pay by cash plans, uh, that they can, uh, get the, the item, whatever it is, a new furniture set or a TV or, or a new vehicle. And, and they want it now. And so they just go out and get it. And, uh, and then they think they're going to pay it off in the long run. They don't have any kind of strategy to, to do that, and um, so um, they come in to us, and they're they're presenting that they're that they're fussing and fighting. They're having um, problems with uh, intimacy uh, in the bedroom. They're having problems with uh, in laws. They're having problems with uh, you know what do they do with with their time? And as we talk about it and kind of peel the layers back of the onion, we find out that there's a financial issue that. That is a, a big thing that they're having a hard time with. A big, a big problem. Jacob, when we t- talked about, and you're going through some premarital counseling at your church now. This is where you and Jessica are going through this, getting ready to get married, and they're they're making you talk about some things. And I know you'd mentioned that one of the things that they ask you to talk about is, is finances with your partner. Tell us a little bit about what what are they helping you go through with that? Well, Jim, you know we. Uh, the pastor that I'm specifically talking about, we just we just got started on this, and uh, one of the the biggest things that that he's told us is about communicating. You know, that's something that I try to talk to about my clients, and I think it's uh, it's one of the most important things we can do. You need to communicate not only about just your relationship in general, but finances, uh, because we know how there are many arguments that that come up. You know, the, one of the biggest reasons for divorce. So, uh, to be honest, I'm not a great communicator, so I may be. Guilty of it to some degree if you were to ask Jessica, but uh, something I'm trying to work on as we go. Um, you have to learn to listen and 
You guys have to be on the same page, know where you're going to work each day, know what goals you're working towards, and support each other. Yeah, that's a great point. Jamie, do you find that most men are not good good communicators? Um, they're, they kind of see themselves as the providers a lot of times, and um, they think that that's the only responsibility that they have. And so it leaves their wives guessing a lot of times, and uh, and then sometimes they don't know how to. So it's a skill thing. It's also a, a heart thing. Am I willing to do that? Am I willing to learn? Am I willing to invest the time? And then do I know how to do it? <clears throat> Jamie, let me ask you this. What other types of problems do you see that come out of, of disagreements with financial issues? Um, well, uh, the Cold War. We have people that haven't, you know, they go to different rooms in the house and haven't talked at all about anything for a few days, or they just, you know, kind of continue on moving on the same plan that they that they had before it, and it just continues to create a greater divide. So when they're coming to us, they uh, they're hurting. I see this all the time that if they could fix it on their own, they would. And the fact that they're coming to us, the 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 pain now has outweighed the shame. They're willing to get some help, and and we just try to start with them at, and find out what's going on and go from there. Jimmy, when you say they're willing to get some help, is this because one of the partners is saying they've got to do something, or usually is it both? Both, or And I guess my concern is do they get to this point financially that uh, is it so far divided that they're now beginning, one of the partners is talking about divorce, or do you find that they're saying we've got to fix this problem, let's go get counseling? Well, unfortunately, a lot of times uh, that word has come up. Um, in some cases, it's, you know, there there's somebody who's got one foot out halfway out the door, and so it, it can get to that. Um, thankfully, in most cases, people are coming and they're saying, will you help us? And and they've identified something, you know, usually it's in the area of communication, but um, as we work with them, we find out that a lot of times, it, you know, underlying that, there's something about uh, finances that, they either don't know how or they have working a strategy that um, that isn't working. And uh, so we have to enlist some resources that uh, will help them. Well, if you just tuned in, we're talking with Jamie Fish, Director of Biblical Counseling. He's a pastor and uh, for 24 years and has lots of experience. And uh, his wife, Cindy, um, maybe we ought to give her on the phone and see, you know, <laughs> just to collaborate just some collaborate of the stuff he's talking this. about. Sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, She's wonderful. <laughs> she is wonderful. She's a great, of course, we're talking with also with Jacob Dobson and his fiance, Jessica, and we're talking about marriage and money. And it's one of those issues where we already figured out that 85% of the people that, that what we're talking about from Jamie's perspective is dealing with some kind of a marriage issue, but it's usually focused around finances. So when you come back, we're going to talk about a big red truck, a big red truck, and how a big red truck can get a marriage in serious trouble. We'll be right back after this. And welcome back. I'm Jim Shoemaker along with Mac Jenkins. We're talking with Jamie Fish and Jacob Dobson. We're talking about marriage and money. And, uh, I mean, a lot of things going on with marriage and money. And a couple of things I want to give you a few ideas what's going on next week. I've got Kurt Zarnowski. He is one of our most 
favorite guest and uh, probably one of the most popular guests because he's going to be talking about Social Security. And uh, it's always a very high listen to program. And if you miss the program or miss any program, you can simply just go to iTunes and search for Shoemaker Financial and all the programs are there on a podcast. You can like us on Facebook. And of course, you can always just simply do a live stream of the program. Just go online at kwam990.com. Click on watch and listen live. And that's uh, all you got to do to be a part of the program and listen to us live from a live stream. Mac, um, one of the biggest issues we've got is a lot of statistics, a lot of money around Valentine's Day. Talk to me. It is amazing, Jim, on the statistics. The average person, would you like to take a guess on how much they spend on Valentine's Day? You know, I would hate to do that because if I said one number and it's higher, uh, I'm going to get a phone call when I get home because I know she's listening. And as soon as I do, she's going to say, okay, if you if this is it, so I'm going to say. I need something else. I yeah, hear you. Exactly. I hear you. $142. I'm going to go back to the I have already spent that on my dinner that I uh, that I took Amy to last night. <laughs> and so she, she didn't count I'm that, good. remember? You I'm didn't. Good. That you, was a wasted, that was a wasted hundred bucks. That's right. 52% of people will get candy or something sweet this Valentine's That's Day. That's good. 52%. 37 will get flowers. I'm good with that. I do a lot of flowers. A lot of flowers. I actually overdo it with flowers because then there's no big deal. But I buy a lot of flowers over the year. 35% will plan a special night. Ah, probably yeah. actually on the day when I'm they get credit that, for if you're, it. If today, Friday, this morning, you couldn't do that now because it's already too late. Everybody's booked. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. would hate to be trying to get a reservation no tonight kidding. or even tomorrow. Yeah. 21% will buy jewelry. 21%. And yet that's the big dollars. That's that, where... that is the big dollars. A little over $4.4 billion will be spent on How jewelry. much money is spent total? And uh, Do you have any idea? I, I do. According to uh, today... Eighteen point nine billion dollars, billion with billion a billion with a B, spent on Valentine's Day. That is amazing. That's a racket. It, it is unbelievable. <laughs> and again, most men struggle with it. And uh, but you know, if you're if you're thinking about what he just said, all the money that we spend and the thoughts about you know the, the take going out to dinner, candy, flowers, jewelry. Uh, boy, that's a lot of money. And Jamie, from from your chair, when you're thinking about working with people, you're seeing almost 130 individuals a, a week at Bellevue going through some kind of counseling. And a lot of those, as we talked about earlier, struggle financially. 85% of the people that you're talking to have got some kind of a financial issue, a financial problem, and lack of communication. As you said, the Cold War begins to creep in. So how is somebody struggling with money going to can they how can they celebrate valentine's day well jim the the uh, fun thing about that is is that um you have somebody who's usually a spender and somebody who is uh, more uh, thrifty with the money and that's where the problems come in and they come to valentine's day and there's some unspoken expectations and you talked about that about getting the phone call later um I think that uh, a great time to talk about what we're going to do for Valentine's Day is at the, the, the budget meeting <laughs> so that both people are on the same page and asking the expectation, what, what would you like uh, What would you like me to do this year? Um, I learned a long time ago that if, um, if I aim at the right target, I can hit it. So if I know what her expectations are on the front end, and you know, after being married 20 years now, I, I know some things that are sweet spots for her. And and thankfully, not all of them are are things that have to require a lot of money. Usually, they spend a little bit more time. My wife has a box of cards that um, I've written, and she loves the content that I write in the cards. But I've spent a little bit of time on the envelope doing some artwork 
Ah, that's and good. so a card costs five dollars maximum, and and just a little bit of time to do the art. And that means I got to go take art school tomorrow because <laughs> I guarantee you, Miss Linda, who is an artist, is going to say, "Hey, is that the best you can do with your art?" I mean, that's the problem. Boy, you set the you know that's a pretty good uh, bar that he's got out there. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to compete on the art side. I mean, that's for sure. Of you get that off a of clip art and put it on the That's right. That's stick, right. Pe- stick people are not going to work there. Tell me about the red truck. I mentioned the red truck before we went to break, and I and I mean that's a great story. I mean it's and it's typical. I, I see it a lot, and uh, so I'm interested in our listening audience finding out about the red truck. Well, there's a couple things about that. I, I have gotten permission from this couple to share this story. <laughs> okay. Um, the other thing is, is that it wasn't really a Valentine's story, even though the truck was red. Um, this uh, young couple, they had been married several years, and um, they were expecting their first child. And uh, she was still working, and they were trying to save money hand over fist so they could buy their first home. And one day he showed up with a red truck in the driveway. And um, she, he was excited, brought her out to look at it, and her eyes got very big, and she said, where did the money come from this? And he was avoiding that question like the plague he was talking about how just a, a couple of years previous we'd had an ice storm and we couldn't even get out of the driveway and this has four-wheel drive and there's plenty of room in the back it's a quad cab so we have room to put the the baby seat and finally she got his attention by asking where are you going to live and uh <laughs> and they came in that was one of the things that they were dealing with and and uh, uh thankfully he was willing to uh, give up the keys to that truck within a few weeks, and they were able to recover a lot of the money that he'd spent on that. But he had gone into their savings for their house, and and he, get, he did get a great deal on it. But it was uh, it was a deal that sent them in a totally different direction than than what they were uh, saving for, which was a home. And, and Jacob, I'm answering you this question from a premarital counseling standpoint. What would uh, what went wrong there? What would you <laughs> what would you say went wrong with that? I mean, let's uh, just say you and Jessica decide to get married. You're getting married, and so now you're six months into the deal, and you decide to come on with a big red truck. What's wrong with that picture? Well, it uh, sounds like a lack of communication there. Uh, <laughs> and, you know. and Jacob said a while ago he might have a little problem with that too. So, but do, I mean, what do you think? How would you how would you encourage people not to do that? Well, you know, we we were just talking about this. You know, talking with each other, uh, communicating, and uh, one of the things that our Counselor told us was that, uh, you know, have a limit. Yeah. Um, this is, you know, is it $200? Is it $300? You know, that's what we can go up to when we make a purchase, um, you know, without calling the other one, you know. So if we say it's $200 and we come back with a $1,000 new set of golf clubs, <laughs> yeah. you know, that may not be um, something we should do there. So I think that's one of the good things that couples should do. That's great. That's great that's idea. Great. That's set a great up, advice. Set up a limit and, uh, Well, if you just tuned in, we're talking with Jacob Dotson, who is getting married, but he's one of our advisors in the office, and Jamie Fish, who is a biblical counselor, director of biblical counseling. He's a pastor at Bellevue Baptist Church and does a lot of counseling. We're talking about money and marriage. Mac Jenkins is with me today as my co-host, and uh, we've got a lot of programs. We've got a lot of things going on, but before we go any further, I want to get to Katie Brashear, and we're going to talk about the Mid-South Moment with Katie Brashear and, of course, written uh, always by Drew Johnson, but let's go to... The Mid-South Moment with Katie Brashear. History is never totally free of myth and legend, and this is certainly true of Hernando de Soto. It is commonly said that de Soto discovered the Mississippi River on May 8, 1541, somewhere near the city of Memphis. There are several problems with this. 
To begin with, we really aren't sure exactly where along the Mississippi River this occurred. European geographers and cartographers already knew about the existence of the Mississippi River, so Hernando de Soto did not really discover the river. It is also important to remember that Native American tribes in the vicinity had been navigating the river for centuries. Still, de Soto and his traveling soldiers were extremely significant because they were the first Europeans to venture that far north and east into the North American continent. Today, there is a park in Memphis called de Soto Park to mark the legendary discovery. Although Monument states that he stood there to see the river, we will never know if this ever actually happened. This has been another Mid-South History Moment, brought to you by Shoemaker Financial. Well, welcome back. I'm Jim Shoemaker, along with Mac Jenkins this morning. We're talking with Jamie Fish and Jacob Dotson, and we're talking about money and marriage and I guess let's talk, Jamie, do you see people with credit cards and, you know, are credit cards an option that you kind of tell people to stay away from? Or what do you do with that? Because you, as we've kind of said, you got one spender and one non-spender. When I got married, and I've been married 42 years, fortunately, and uh, now that's not all to the same woman, but 42 years. Yes, it is. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, 42 years to the great lady. It took me five and a half years for me for her to be convinced that it was worth getting married to me. And she stayed with me for 42 years. But when we got married, we were opposites. I mean, I, I know the idea. I mean, I was so tight, uh, didn't spend a dime. I mean, uh, Jacob's comment a while ago about you set a limit. My limit was zero, and uh, her limit was <laughs> unlimited. So, I mean, it was a real struggle for us at first. And, it you know, it, I caught ourselves arguing about those things. I mean, it was so easy. I could squeeze the buffalo nickel till the buffalo sat down, and she was... <laughs> Frivolous and and thought, but today we're different. So, Jamie, when when you sit down with people, what do you tell them about credit cards, and what do you tell them about basic the principles of spending money? I mean, Jacob gave us some great advice, but what are you saying to people? Well, I try to encourage them to take care, of, uh, take advantage of the resources that are out there. There's a lot of things on the internet now that are real helpful. There are people in town that can help. They're probably family members, including their grandparents, who knew how to do this without any help at all. And, uh, you know, when we get started, we really don't know a lot. And uh, and so just try to find resources. And then we have some at the church. Um, we have um, a big emphasis right now, a big push on um, Financial Peace University with Dave Ramsey. And uh, we've got a lot of people that are going through that. And that's a great tool. Uh, but the main thing is, is I think just recognizing it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to get help. And and to find a starting place and start working on it. And you know, then you can learn and grow. You're exactly right. I know Financial Peace uh, University, I, I was in the session last Sunday. And, uh, you know, you have to give him credit. I mean, a lot of the things he says, I mean, it, it comes from a lot of different material that he's picked up over the years, Larry Burkett and Ron Blue and things that he's put out. And, and obviously it's all biblical-based, and I really appreciate he does it from a biblical standpoint. But he's entertaining, and uh, yes. he, he does yes. give you a sense of, uh, of uh, an hour, of uh, keeps you interested and keeps you involved. But he makes his point about how to spend money. And I like the fact that he does a lot of counseling, a lot of uh, make people aware of the different personalities 
uh, of what happens with people spend money. So, Jamie, I guess, what about the different personalities? Jacob talked a little bit about the way he and Jessica think about it. I talked a little about the way Linda and I, and, of course, Mac and Jamie, Mac and Amy, and then you and uh, Cindy. How do you deal with the different personalities? And, and is there a way that maybe the guy's supposed to be in charge? Or can you can you say that, no, maybe the lady's in charge? Well, one of our friends used to say that anything with two heads is a monster or a freak. <laughs> anything with no head is dead. So yeah. somebody has to lead. Yep. And um, I think generally, especially in the Mid-South, uh, if you grew up in a Baptist church or in a church, you probably heard somewhere that the husband is to be the leader. And I know for myself, when I first started out, my parents did not discuss a lot of financial things with me. They discussed very little about relationships, and I kind of had to learn on the fly. And I grabbed some books, and I saw some people who do did it well, and and they made some suggestions and, and, and passed on some resources. And so I was scrambling to try to learn, but... Thankfully, I, I picked up some things that helped us, and then I've just you know continued to learn. And and uh, in terms of the personalities, uh, you, you were sharing a little bit earlier how you started one way and ended up a different way, and I think that that's that's a dynamic that's true for a lot of couples. And and I think at the at the core of it is just saying we are different. That doesn't mean better or worse. We're different, and we just have to work together. And working together, if you just tuned in again, and we're talking with Jamie Fish and Jacob Dobson, and at the office this next week, we have coming up Robert Lackey on February the 17th. That's uh, just next week at uh, 5.30. He's at Engage Church, and uh, if you just simply would let him know at the office, you can call RSVP to Judy, and that's Young Couples Seminar. They're going to be talking about exactly what we're talking about today, how do you get around money as a young couple What's the fundamentals? What are you doing? And, and uh, you know, I think it's important that you open up the communications. They'll talk about life insurance. They'll talk about investing. But more important, they're going to talk about just basic principles of budgeting and the controlling and managing money together as a couple. Also, financial planning basics. That's Sunday, February the 15th at 3 o'clock and 5 o'clock. Also at Engage Church, Dane Williams and Rob Lackey, again, will be talking about a financial planning basics. And that's the kind of a boot camp mentality where they're talking about. So there's a church, Engage Church is really reaching out to their people. And uh, so a lot of things going on around the city about where people can get some help. And that's what you're talking about, Jamie, is not just getting trying to figure it out. Maybe they didn't get taught at home, but there are definitely resources. And and you do encourage people to do that because I, so, I know it's it's just difficult sometimes to learn it on your own. Yeah, and it requires some time, investment of time, and then a commitment of both people to to develop a, a plan that works. And, uh, and we have people that have have experience doing that and so take advantage of them and then the I think one of the key things is once you get a plan follow it. Oh that is that's the difficult part. And so uh Jacob we're going to take a break here in a second when we come back we're going to talk about uh, from a standpoint of you guys are getting married uh and when when should a couple buy a house and that's kind of the thought mindset because everybody wants to own a home but uh, I want to kind of get into some insight and when do they do that and how do they do that. And so I want you to kind of help us through that when we come back. If you just tuned in again, I'm Jim Shoemaker along with Mac Jenkins. And we're talking with Jamie Fish and Jacob Dotson. And we're talking about essence of marriage and money, finances, and uh, how do you prepare your home for finances. And Jacob's going to help us with that. State of the Market Seminar coming up at Shoemaker Financial February the 19th. And again, that we're going to also be at the Mid-South Boat Show. We're going to talk about boats 
And so just all you have to do is call Miss Judy to find out more about what's going on. I'll talk more about that in just a few minutes. I'm Jim Shoemaker along with Mac Jenkins. This is KWAM 990. Talk money every <laughs> Friday morning. Take a second and think about the three most important goals or priorities in your life right now. At Shoemaker Financial, their team of qualified and experienced financial professionals is committed to helping you achieve these goals or priorities. From insurance needs to college funding, retirement, or estate planning, Shoemaker Financial is here to help you accomplish your long-term financial objectives. To learn more, visit ShoemakerFinancial.com or contact them at 901-757-5757. At Shoemaker Financial, it's not just the plan, it's the results. I'm Jim Shoemaker, along with Mac Jenkins. Our guests today, Jacob Donson and Jamie Fish. Jamie Fish is, of course, the Director of Biblical Counseling at Bellevue Baptist Church, and Jacob is uh, one of our uh, financial planners at the, in the office. And by the way, guys, I, I said, somebody texted me a, a, a wonderful, uh, it's a joke, but it's, it's great. It says, Johnny asked his friend Tony whether he had bought his wife his gift, Valentine's gift. That's a good question. And he said, yes, I bought her a belt and a bag, replied Tony. And uh, that was a very kind of you, Johnny added. I hope she appreciated the thought. And Tony smiles as he replied, so do I, and hopefully the vacuum cleaner will work better now. <laughs> <laughs> that's not, I don't think yeah, that would go yeah. over good. No, that's, a, that's again, one of those where, where you're on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> for, for several For an extended period of time. For an extended period of time. Uh, we're talking about money and marriage. And, Jacob, before the break, we talked about buying that first home and it's the biggest investment that most couples will ever make in their life. So what would you share with them? And, I mean, here you are getting married. I know that's going to be a big decision for you guys. So what do, what do you hear that people are telling you, and what do you share your clients as you're working with them? Well, Jim, I appreciate this question because I do get this question a lot uh, from others, and I'm kind of thinking about this myself. I don't own currently, but uh, the reality is that buying a home is a huge commitment for a couple. Just getting started out, it's one of the largest purchase, purchases you'll ever make, like you just said, and it involves a great deal of responsibility. So I know that just getting started out, buying a home, it's something exciting, ready to get in there. But I think that uh, you know, being financially stable to actually make that happen is something that we need to uh, put a lot of weight on. Uh, I think we overlook a lot of expenses on the front end just because we're so excited. Uh, you know, maintenance, taxes insurance, utilities, those are all things that we have to take into consideration. We're just ready to get in there, and we kind of overlook that a lot of times. So another thing that I've personally thought about is the type of neighborhood I want to be in and what schools I want my kids to go to. Because mm-hmm. I grew up in a rural area, so, uh, you know, we went, we knew what school we were going to. So here, you know, it's a huge financial commitment if you want to live in the city, uh, send your kids to private school, whatever that, that looks like. So, uh, you know, if we're going to have kids in the next two years or we're going to have them in the next seven years – Whatever that looks like, that's a big, big factor. We're talking about where and when to buy a home. And you know what I'm hearing him say, Mac, is, again, that word communication is the art of communication. It's uh, it's how you talk with your spouse, how you work through those processes and uh, communication and sometimes money. Uh, Jamie, I guess the thought is, and, and Mac, how hard is it to talk with Amy about money, Mac? You know, fortunately, it's a lot easier now being married yeah. 21 years than when we first started. When we first started, I, I think just like a lot of couples, I, I had an income, she had an income, and, and we kind of ran those separately. At, sure. at one point, we even had separate checking accounts. Yeah. So 
you know, and it, and as we've grown together, I think of a lot of those through through good communication have become better. I won't say they're they're great, but I'll say they're certainly better than they were. They were. But I I think it truly uh, depends on a on a good communication strategy. Um, guys, I can tell you from experience, you are not as good of communicators as you think you are <laughs> as a general rule. So we need to go the extra mile to make sure we're communicating with our spouses. Jamie, is that a learned process? Can you teach that when you can do some counseling with someone and you've sensed that, what do you say to that guy who, you know, he grunts and he groans and that's about his total verbal capacity. I mean, he just doesn't communicate. Well, they got to get engaged and usually a, uh, a person is um, uh, wanting to communicate but uh, struggling with that. And so we, we have some um, some skill things that we can train them with that would help with that. Um, and and usually on things like this um, with finances, people want to they, they want to communicate with their spouse, but either they, they don't know how or they've um, gone through a, a hard time and, and now it's they're kind of locked up and they're, they're – um, they don't know how to get past the obstacle, so get a financial problem that um, they're not willing to, or they're not able to communicate about. They we got to create a time for them to do that, and and then give them some skills, teach them some skills, so that they can learn how to do and that. So, and so, in the church, you do that. You, yes. you teach the skills. You know that is so vital because I think so many times, if you're not taught to, to communicate, Mac, I mean, you just said that, and Jamie and Jacob, that uh, we we have a tendency to think it's just going to happen naturally, and if you're not gifted in that. Boy, that can be extremely tough. Can you give me just a quick 30-second view of what those skills look like? I mean, Well, uh, a big part of it, and Jacob said it, is, is learning to listen. And then um, I think, you know, having a plan that you can sit down and and uh, talk through, and that would be just, you know, minutes of a, of a business meeting for your uh, with your spouse. Um, and, then, and then having another listing of, of uh, some of the goals that you have, and then just making the time to do that. Uh, and those are some real basic things, but then you know coming to the table and being willing to you know to engage and and then um you know listener speaker technique is one of the things that we teach people to do and that and that just helps people learn how to understand each other yeah, that's so critical. do you find there's a trust factor that goes on with that communication uh yeah, and sometimes that's what uh hinders people from communicating there's been a, a broken trust or there's been a um uh, somebody has done something kind of on their own that is derailed this plan that they have and and the trust is broken and we got to work on building that back i see a lot of people that where they think of budget and so they get this budget set up and they work in on a budget and uh it's almost like a ball and chain uh but sometimes the guy has a tendency to ball and chain it to his wife and she can't do anything and he goes by as the bass boat or the red truck as you mentioned earlier. yes yes that's uh that does derail a lot of things mac uh, any more statistics? Or have we spent all of our statistics so far? You know, we could we could go on. Think, uh, Valentine's Day is full of statistics. Men, by the way, spend twice as much money as ladies do. Obviously. Obviously. No question about it. Uh, some 220 million roses. 220 <sighs> million roses are bought on Valentine's Day. So if you Day. give daisies, you're not doing the right thing. Yeah, that's the that's certainly not in the uh, in the statistical data. I'll, I'll say this: the average cost of a dozen roses, eighty one point six, eighty one dollars, eighty one dollars and sixty cents. Wow, Jamie Fish, thank you, sir, for being with us this morning. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. And uh, Jacob, thank you, sir. Appreciate you being with us this I morning. Appreciate the opportunity. And Mac, always, it's a great pleasure to have you with us this morning. Absolutely.
Well, if you just tuned in, of course, it's this talk money. We appreciate Art uh, as we think about what we're doing. Art Frederick handles all of our production and board operation, guest content coordination, Francis Fordner. Product assistance is Eleanor Moskovitz, Katie Brashear. Compliance officers are just, of course, my friend Jeff Long. Mid-South History Moment, Rebecca Brazier and Drew Johnson. Next week, it's Kurt Zarnowski. He, of course, Zarnowski Consulting. And we're talking about Social Security, the aspects of retirement. Uh, hey, we're glad to have you guys. We appreciate everybody being engaged. It's Valentine's Day. Don't forget, you got to spend some money or at least figure out a way to tell your loved one that you appreciate them and you love them. I'm Jim Shoemaker. We're here every Friday helping you. Make the most of your money. Jim Shoemaker and Keith Quinn are registered representatives and investment advisor representatives of Securian Financial Services Incorporated. Securities dealer member FINRA SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Shoemaker Financial is independently owned and operated. CBS News at the top of every hour and the most local talk in the Mid-South. This is AM 990 KWAM 